cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not... It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on time. So it's it's heavy. Okay. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Sunday Sermon. My name's Lee Keys, and joining me, as always, are my two cohorts and partners in crime uh, for the Sunday show. It's John Lang and Chris Law Malvo from Twitter. Good evening, guys. Good evening. Yeah, how's, how, how's both your weeks been? <laughs> gruesome absolutely gruesome i can't buy yeah. whatever outcome i they're either nutted on the line or completely tailed off but more more seconds than fucking oliver twist at the minute it's dreadful yeah like, more seconds than 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 oliver twist glasgow rangers jimmy white the zimbabwe yeah. opposition party yeah you name it Putin's uh, opposition party, more seconds than them put together. Just Absolutely. dreadful. The, the, the low light of the week was that um, horse of Milton Harris's in the first uh, at, on Saturday at Goodwood. And, you know, Kieran O'Neill, I think he needed to oh, have you mean, a you mean You mean Friday in the Stayers race? We'll get there on For the Friday. review. Friday, yeah, wow. We'll get there on the review, Chris. I've, I've penciled that into just oh, well, talk about that. Good, good yeah, just, 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 just to rub it in. The, the two tracks this this week in question, Goodwood and Galway. It's fair to say they aren't your favourites. Well, I've said for a number of years now that the Duke of Richmond would benefit from a red hot poker up the ass, <laughs> and uh, I, I've seen nothing to change my point of view this week. To be perfectly honest. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, the Goodwood's fantastic for surroundings, but it's not the easiest track to back uh, back winners, especially if you're on anything held up out the back. Um, they should put not... social housing on it, I think. That's what you want, about 200 million council houses. I think that would be the best place for uh, uh, Lord March to look out of his mansion window. Well, well, well that's it. New- Newbury's worked it out, haven't they? Yeah. They, 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 they? They've certainly let it go on the, on the old housing development bill. Yeah. Okay, well, we're busy show, yeah. so we'll get to be honest with you, Lee, I think a better place is to go than sitting among 27,000 Tories dressed as the man from Del Monte. <laughs> you mean like Lee was? Lee looked like yeah. a no cowboy on. on, on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not like trying to fit in, like, yeah. Well, all all yeah. he needs is one of those massive, shiny silver belt buckles and a pair of hand tooled cowboy boots, and he could be sitting on a ranch in Sinaloa moving two hundred tons of Honestly, <laughs> my, my, my boy went and he was super impressed at how you, you bent the dress code with a Hawaiian shirt and tie. He, was just, he thought that was just the smartest move he's ever seen. He thought it was brilliant. <laughs> was brilliant. We'll come on to that in a bit. Yeah, my, good, my Goodwood experience. Yes. Anyway, let, let, let's get cracking on with the review, John. Obviously, a lot took place at Goodwood. Just a, just a mention for Galway, because obviously me, me and John really aren't. We, we didn't really probably do much at Galway, either of us. Did we, John, I don't think? We had a two-point winner yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, John's only, John's only foray into Galway was obviously... I, I, very... I had three bets at Galway all week. Right, that's fair enough. That was three more than me. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, I was sick I didn't follow you in yesterday and more fooled me, and that sums my week up. But Sarah KL... For John, mentioned it on the Jimmy Lindley. Well done, John. Um, that one for him uh, yesterday at Galway. Right, Goodwood time. Oh, no, Galway. Two, two mentions. Um, there's been a lot of rumbles about the ground there. Obviously, I've, I've looked on Twitter and obviously people that follow us on, have, have moaned about the ground. Um, watering when it was already soft and now they've reaped the rewards on the, uh, on the Sunday, uh, on the final day when it's heavy ground, lots of non-runners. John, why? Why do they seem to be following what we do? <laughs> I, I honestly do not know. I mean, it, there was someone mentioned on one of, one of the shows a few weeks ago. That said Ireland's getting as bad as England. I thought, no, never, and it appears so. 
Yeah, it just it's crept in. It started to creep in. I, I'm just what it's like. We say trainers are creatures of habit. A clerk's creatures of habit, and they're all they're all like in clerk forums, you know, like in on Telegram groups, and all telling each other. Well, what you know. that will confirm confirming. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, like all those punters get together on a WhatsApp group every 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 morning, and they say, "What we we're, we're going to do? Pull Banksy's pants down." Yeah, that's collusion. That's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a disqualification. The clerks could be doing the same thing. Yeah, could be. Could well be. It's it's a it's an interesting trend that in Ireland. Keep it. We'll keep an eye on that. And uh, best wishes to uh, the apprentice Wes Joyce, who suffered a nasty fall. Uh, but a little bit of good news came out of the wire today that uh, Wes Joyce has stabilised in condition, which is excellent news because what a tough job it is. And these jocks are are tough when it comes to things like this. <coughs> they, they, they always seem to recover when the odds don't look great. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Wes Joyce has stabilised, apparently, after his bad fall at Galway this week. So fingers crossed for Wes Joyce and his family there. Right, it is review time because we, we've got to crack on. Uh, so we'll start with, uh, we'll go right back to uh, Tuesday, John. <laughs> it seems, it seems a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, that's Star Wars getting onto YouTube now for copyright. So anything sort of catch your eye Tuesday, obviously, you know, we can't review every race, but anything on the first day where you thought, you know, it was Kiprios race, we've got Sandrine in the Lennox, uh, Marban won the won the vintage uh, from Holloway Boy. Any anything, Lord Lord Ridiford? My big uh, point from uh, Tuesday was the fact that for me, Holly Doyle's still a million miles away from being the top jockey. Yeah, Joe Shannon bolted with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you. you no, she's a million miles away. I think you're being a little unkind, John. She can't settle a good size horse that goes kicking, and that's the basic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that 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 is a one of her shortcomings. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I you are right in that sense. But but for every other aspect, I think she she's not too far away. So I think you're being a little bit harsh to poor Mrs. Uh, Mark one there. A bit unkind. No, she was shit on Saman as well on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll say that after the run. Fucking useless. Oh, well, I actually won't say what I said because that would uh, be offensive to a number of different uh, sections. Yeah. But, you know, you know, it never, ever gets a mention anywhere. Well, it won't do. I mean, I mean, like, one what of these uh, people observing? Well, well it's like, it, yeah. gets it does go against the narrative, though, doesn't it? I take your point. I mean, it, it. you know, they are sort of pushing i was gonna say lady jockeys but you can't say that now jockeys of uh who are who were uh what was it biologically assigned by their guy uh, by the doctor as uh as women so i don't know what the correct term is but but yeah women I, with cocks yeah i mean I, I get so confused i don't know what you're, you're meant to say now because they can't even define what a woman is so uh but but you know I, yeah I, she's certainly not the very very best out there and she's not in the top sort of uh kind of cohort of jockeys but i do think she's improving but you're right she she i think it's a strength issue and you know we, we went into the parade ring uh courtesy of uh of, of, of kevin on wednesday and i was surprised just how tiny she is i mean we know jockeys are small you know no big deal but she is tiny and you know she, she's not gonna grow anymore is she so uh, I don't know where she's gonna, how she's gonna learn to settle those large, big horses. I'm not sure she will. Yeah, she's like, she's like, but she's about the same size as the angry ant, John Gary Bardwell. Round about there, I would say. Yes, she is actually. She is absolutely tiny. She looks tiny amongst the other jockeys. That's how small she is, and you know. Ultimately, there comes a point when I suppose, you know, you do need a measure of strength. So you're right in that respect, John. But I think in every other aspect, she's not, she's not too bad at all. I mean, she makes fewer mistakes than quite a few so-called top jockeys, I think. But I th- the, the thing that makes me genuinely sad about this, Chris, yeah. is the fact that she cannot be criticised. And if no, she no. could be criticised, somebody would pick up on this and get hold of her and sort it out. Yeah, because uh, when she rides hard, pull her, her hands are coming up all the time. And you go, you go back to the top, top jockeys that when they were settling one, you'd all the same drop the hands down onto the withers. Yeah, I mean, on, on IT, basic. I think Weaver did say, I can't remember the horse, that he did, did give her a put. 
did give her a pull about a ride she gave at Goodwood, and they talked about it afterwards. She sort of takes criticism on board, etc. Although she didn't accept she did anything wrong on that horse, so so she is open to. Uh, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think she's a smashing kit, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and everything. If, if she had 50 jockeys with her attitude, the game would be in a lot better shape. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's a shame that there is this narrative, and it, it's costing her at the minute. Yeah. You know? Well, J- James Little Polvier agrees with you, John, because he described her as average at best during Goodwood, yet. The, the ITV junkies were, were were basically waxing lyrical over all week. And, and like you say, some balance would be nice. You know, like it's, that's the thing with the old Channel 4 days where you genuinely did get, you know, some genuine like, like sort of like half end criticism or, you know, this show, everything's about fantastic, amazing, inspirational. You know, I can even give you all the clear. You could have a bingo card. It, it's well, Gary writes the script, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, everything's fantastic, inspirational, and mm. wonderful, and and it's just and as we know, the sport's just not like that. It, there's always someone spitting feathers um, after a terrible ride. Yeah, golf club. He's he, he's usually uh, uh, spitting feathers. Uh, yeah. on, on the timeline, yeah, poor golf club. He, he's in the bin with me this week, but yeah. but yeah. Um, so going on to the uh, the good the, the winner Kiprios, do you see that being anything better than just very good, John? Do you, it's, it's not going to be all, an all time great, is it? <clears throat> he's only four, and he ain't got a lot of miles on the clock. No, um, and he can only beat once in front of him, which I, I suppose really. Stradivarius, a triple gold cup winner, triple Goodwood cup winner. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a above average gold cup winner, I would say. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair comment. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking a, a gold cup winners of the past and stuff like that. Um, I yeah, think, think yeah, that's I, I, I like something that that could put, like the differences with Strad in his prime. Strad could win races like yeah. this at, on the Billy Idol, and 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 sometimes he'd get himself in trouble, or Frankie would. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he 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 come through in oozing class. I don't I don't see oozing of class from Kipriot. Different types of horse, but I'm probably like knocking the wrong horse here. I'm just trying to be a bit 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 sort of pedantic in terms of that you said he's all right. So yeah. We might- must give and the readers, uh, listeners won't thank us for this. We must give Icy a shout out because he he put us sort of straight on Kiprios, didn't he? Um, after he did, uh, and you know I think he had a number of doubles and trebles etc. Running up, running up on that anti pug. So um, that was a good good shout by him. I think very good. Yeah, shout. no, he's always been confident in the horse, and and, he, and he's always maintained that Strad wouldn't reverse the form, and you know, and so fair play Icy on that spot yeah. on me. Yeah. Um, hat off to you on that one. Uh, Kiprios will probably attempt to become the next year. And there's probably, you know, because True Channel probably miss half the summer um, <laughs> next year. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, True Channel next year will be seven. Um, so you know, the, the, as I said, they, they won't risk him on on fast ground, even though it was pretty pretty fast at Goodwood on Tuesday, despite what they put on. Um, still, times were still riding fairly quick. But yeah, that, that's it out at first day. John, what did you think to your Holloway boy? Did you did you did, did he progress from debut on the paddock? No, not really. Um, okay. Pretty much the, the same sort of look to him. I thought maybe he could maybe quibble and say run up a bit, tiny bit late, but. I, I, I wouldn't have said that. I, I give him one or two. I think you give him one or three for the session. OK. So we're not saying that that's a, a brilliant vintage stakes, are we, on the Tuesday? No, no. No, no. I think we're in agreement on that. All right, we'll move on. Tuesday's boring. We'll come on to the fun and action on Wednesday. Um, um, I'll start the day off with my words, because everyone everyone loves to hear my words. And Sulkham, really. It's no consolation. Obviously, it's it's yeah, it's a, it's going to turn out to be the best handicapped horse in that race. I think without a shadow of a doubt, you know, given normal luck and stuff, probably would have won. Uh, couldn't help the slow fractions, and 
you know, he probably needed a bit more luck to get into the contest from where it was after being slowly away. I half expected him to be slowly away. Um, but yeah, I did fortunes. Um, wasn't nice. Um, sort of annoying viewing, really, uh, all the way, because I knew, given how slow they went, I knew I couldn't win, even though it got into the race sort of like briefly about a film and a half out. But I knew it weren't going to catch the uh, the front end, which was, you know, which held up quite nice. Secret State had a lovely run. Thoughts on that race, John? Yeah, well, anything you said there, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought Sullivan was desperately unlucky. Really. I mean, I, I, I don't think you're that keen for Melrose, are you? Just because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 there's a little bit of an argument with Pat Waver about it um, on Twitter. Because I said, we know what the Daft Cunts will do next time, don't we? Which is riding closer to the pace in the race of favours uh, and drop me out. It's not guaranteed to happen, is it? You know, I mean, if if Sokan goes there off the same mark, you're going to have to be seriously interested in him, aren't you? Really? Well, I can't see how Andy Kappa can do much. I mean, I mean, <laughs> fourth off 81, I think best he could do if he were being harsh is put him up a pound. Yeah. Um, you know, so 82. Um it's it's definitely what I said it was. It's, it's going to be ninety ninety five. Um, yeah. So, like you say, looking running perhaps at York, you probably want it to miss break again, don't you? Well, you know, yeah. um, and you, you know full well the last thing the shirt will say, uh, Mister Doyle, when he goes out to ride it, will be for uh, fuck's sake, don't miss the kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Whispering Angel weren't much of a race. Oscula won that. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, depression, uh, really, wasn't it? You know, the yeah, the oak tree. Yeah, it didn't did, did, redemption there as well. No, no. Uh, then we when, had when a well backed, wasn't it? Though they smashed up the winner from what ten in the morning, I think it was. Yeah, they seem to they seem to know that that again they wouldn't be there wouldn't be a mass amount of speed on. Um, and it'd get a lovely position from its draw, which it did. Um, probably wasn't that hard to work out. I, d- I didn't. I didn't think it was a a great race. Oscula, like I said, it's got an official rating of 103. This would be below par for most oak tree stakes, I would imagine. That yard are a good outfit, though, aren't they? They they know what they've got. They are pretty smart, I think. Yeah, I mean Bowie Yard. Yeah, they they. they you know, like they're shrewd. You can't, you can't knock them. And, and Oscula has been a good money spinner for for Bradley. Um, now, now earnings have gone to two hundred and sixty-four thousand yeah. for Oscula as a, as a filly. So that's job done for Bradley, yeah. and obviously a very valuable broodmare as well to boot. The Malcolm uh, was was again uh, won well in a nice time. You know, it was it was faster than standard. Rocket Rod, I think. I think just about ran his race, um, but was 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 beaten by the yogurt cannon, John. Bit of a turn up that one, it really. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a little bit tell mind out the road this race, to be honest. I started copped out really a bit and beat the winner 105, which I don't know. I, I might be overegging the pudding there a bit. I no, I think, I think you're about right, to be honest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Enough's enough. That, uh, <laughs> Sussex Stakes. Uh, there was a, for some strange reason there was a there was a Twitter storm on this, sort of slagging the performance off. Get why it's done. Abs- the, the winner's done absolutely nothing special on the clock on sectionals, given that Kingman and uh, Frankel were both faster in the last two furlongs than Baid as well. So it's done absolutely. But but is he one of them horses, John? That once he quickens up and, and gets to the front, that it's it, that seems to be his, 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 his way, doesn't it? He doesn't seem to keep going, does he? <laughs> no, he, I mean, you, you, you expect him to maybe stretch a, a bit more, but but yeah, I mean, I, I get what people are saying, it wasn't that impressive. But, I mean, the case could have been made for modern games uh, without the favourite. I know I'm after Simon here, but people will know on if they listen to the podcasts from reviews we've done. I said that I said Modern Games had a terrible trip at Shantee in the uh, in the French Derby. Um, it had a it had it had to it had to make up ground quickly uh, wide. Yeah. Uh, it went free. It just had a no trip at all. Then they dropped it um, to seven furlongs, uh, which I don't think suited at all. Um, 
in uh, Deauville and uh, Jacques Lamala, and then and then um, obviously coming back then to a mile which looked his looked his optimum trip as well, and I thought there probably were a little little bit more to come, and I'd have him running down to probably nearly 120. I think that that were his peak performance modern games. Um, so I'd have him probably just underside round about 118, which would bring Baida about about 125. Would you agree with that? I'd, I'd give him give one one size, uh, which brought Baida out one one nine. Yeah, no, uh, I think you're being harsh there. I am harsh though. <laughs> I do, I do, I, I do. I think modern modern games has improved. I think. I am harsh. <laughs> yeah, you're an harsh bastard. We um, <laughs> we. we... As a postscript to the race, we, you know, we were, as you know, Lee, ushered into, we managed to get into the winner's enclosure. And yeah. our contact, Kevin, was um, uh, sort of exhorting us to take lots of pictures and videos of obviously the, the officially the best horse in the world. And, we, you know, which we did. And I was a little bit sussy about it. I thought, OK, well, he, he knows his onions. Until the end, when he realised we were photographing the wrong fucking horse. He said, oh, boy, he's gone. No, that's modern games. right, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't <laughs> Yeah, some pictures to take back home to the memory bank. This is Baid. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Never mind. We'll move on to Thursday. Uh, the Richmond Stakes, John. Um, I think the winner is Uber Smart. Royal Scotland. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 thing is, do you know, right, there was something weird before. The, I was watching ITV for once um, for this. And um, I was watching the, uh, the 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 interviews beforehand. I think if you watched ITV beforehand, if you've not lumped on sort of like the horse, the winner, you'd probably never back a fav in your life because the the trainer, well, Oliver Cole came on. He said, he said, yeah, he says, you know, this is this is working very very well. And you could see the beam in his eye before, and obviously the money's money came anyway. Five to six, it went off at very strong on the exchange from like six to four into 11 to 10. And it was basically insinuating this is just working the house down. And then um, afterwards, obviously when it's absolutely pissed up, Paul Paul Cole came on and said, it's probably the quickest horse he's ever had, which when you include horses like Dylan, you know, there's lots of fast stuff he's had. And, and Dylan, really. <laughs> well, well, it's the only one yeah, I yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm making out he's had loads. I'm making, I'm making out he's like the bastion of of, of sprint races when he's <laughs> when he in. Um, but yeah, but he says he's the fastest he's ever had. Um, and he said that he he genuinely said, well, he he re- reiterated what the son had said by saying, I think he wanted to go further, but he, and tell us all what it had been beating. But he just kind of said, well, we knew coming into this with his last few pieces of work that he. You know he couldn't get beaten, um, so that that was the level of the confidence they have. So that tells you what this horse is possibly working like and doing. So it'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting where they go next. They'll probably stick to speed races at six. You'd think. What 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 would be what would you do with it next, John? Where would you send it? Middle I mean, it's in it's in Jim Crack. I know uh, Middle Park. I think I think I'd go grow one next. Yeah, so the champagne as well um, at yeah, Doncaster. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I won't go seven at Doncaster. There's no need with speed he's got. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you what though. I know Jim Crack's going to be potentially one of the hottest Jim Cracks we've seen if if they all go. Um, there's some absolute top dollar at the top end well, of the market in that. Well, you for a good Jim Crack. We haven't had one since Mill Race, haven't we? No. This could be. Re- I, I hope they all turn up. It, it never seems to happen, but if if all top end turn up, wow, that yeah. would be the best, the best cult uh, race of the season. Um, the, the the best, the best male horse, uh, uh, two year old race of the season, without a doubt. If 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 that if 
if that happens. Um, but yeah. Do you, do you think this one's rattling fast at York, or do you think the fact that it was running on well watered ground is out of a pivotal? Moment? Yes, that that again that that worries me a little bit because I, I did make a comment I think on a past show that I, I'd rather see Royal Scotsman run like with no firm in the ground. I'd I'd want a going description of good or you know good to soft. I genuinely think that with, with, with his action as well, I, you know, but it's it's just he's got away with it. He's he's, he's done it at Ascot on quick. Did it at Ascot on quick third in the Coventry, and then and then obviously I think he's improved since since Ascot as well. I think I, that's the thing. I give him a much inflated rating for the um, for the Richmond as opposed to the Coventry. Uh, I think I put him up about eight. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's. Yeah, I'd i i put Royal Scotsman in the highest 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 regard. Okay, well I'm not going to bother reviewing the NASA because it's just it's pointless. It was just a bit of a steering job. Gordon Stakes was more interesting going forwards in terms of a ledger. Did you see a led ledger winner in that, John? I don't think so. I don't think the winner had to do anything. We haven't seen him go already, to be honest. I'm not necessarily convincing them go a lot further anyway, really, but I, I, I could I could start to see him being a bit of a force over a man and a half and I think he's maybe got more speed than he gets credit for. Um I, I think the major picture is a bit murky at the minute with Westover bombing out and one or two others not really coming through. I, I think changing of the guard's probably the solid one at the minute. Yeah, in terms, and that's who Graham asks, who follows on Twitter. He said, "Who oh, you're back in the St. Ledger. I'm with you, John, on New London. I don't think he will get the trip. Um, I genuinely don't see him as an extended mile and six horse. Doing nothing in that race to me. He went through the race lovely um, yeah. at Goodwood. He went through the race lovely at Newmarket and, you know, on his last run. And I, 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 just, I just feel he's a real, real useful tool at this trip, and and I, and I just don't think he needs the, the extra two and a half furlongs. No, no. There's nothing in the pedigree either to suggest so. Um, the, the the pedigree says he shouldn't really, he shouldn't get it. He should, you know, there's nothing in the, you know, in the down line. Me, I, I could say this, if I if miss the ledger, I could say that he's running really well in a Raiders Cup turf. Yeah. I, he's, he's got, the thing is, he, he has actually got the... the you know the, the actual pace to lie up sort of mid race. You know mm. it's not a problem for him. Um, you know over ten at Newmarket the time before. Like you say, changing to the guard beat this easy at, at, at Chester, but obviously New London I don't think went on the track very no. well at all. Um, it just wasn't well. And apparently Charlie Apple obviously came home all wrong, and you know yeah. and that, that was it. And and, and fair play, but I I, I wouldn't target New London. For, I, I, they will do. They'll probably end up going the ledger, but that's the way it is. But yeah, because it's changed by numbers, isn't it? You know, you win a garden stakes, you have to run the ledger. Yeah, um, same with voltage. You win usually, but uh, but there we go. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, time time is uh, precious. Friday uh, action now. Uh, we're going to start off uh, <laughs> uh, with a uh, poor, poor old Chris. I know for a fact, Lone Malvo on. You know, the, he had his plums on this, and um, it was probably given a bit of a stinker. Uh, we yep. felt, didn't we, chaps? Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I thought this this probably probably should have won super super Jack. Yep. Kieran O'Neill. I, I feel for people that backed it, though. I did say Chris had told me what he'd done. He said he had a good bet on this, and I said, I said, you know what, that. I sort of foresaw it. I said, you know, held up runners do not have a good record in this race. And I, I genuinely no. think it's because of the track. I don't think that's, if that could have had a clean trip, a clean run, right until the line, unobstructed, it would have won. Uh, it's yep. that simple. And that's what's cost it in the end. And I, I hate it when yep. they drop them out like that uh, over yep. that specialised distance because the number of times I've seen the front runner pinch it because no one knows what pace to go for no. starters. You know, rarely do you get races that are that well run. Um, although this one was quite evenly run, it was quite it's quite all right for the closers. But still, you, you had to negotiate a passage, and poor Kieran O'Neill, unfortunately, 
um, couldn't do it, and uh, that cost it the race. So super, super Jack followers. That was yep. pain, pain, as Clubber Lang said. And um, yes. yeah, and it, and it, and Chris absolutely exploded after that. Mm. Um, <laughs> so did a few others as well, judging by the betting. Um, yeah. So right, we'll move on to the Coral Golden Mile, and Davis was chirping on to me um, after the race, uh, but he has he has highlighted this uh, inside draws, John. Yeah. Or barn blue for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one and two. I, I, I was a bit gutted that our Ben won anyway. That was a penny piece, and I, I, I backed him a couple of times this year when I thought things were right, and I, I wasn't really strong on much of anything in the race. I, I could have conceivably backed Revic if I backed his Epsom when he was second. Uh, it, it looked as though like there was a, a lot of horses that owe me money coming out to haunt me. In, in that race, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a bet. Um, well, I, I think the second was unlucky, to be honest. I thought Blue, again, lots of every, every, lots of punters last week will be just moaning because there's lots of unlucky horses, and I thought Blue for you were unlucky and probably should have won. I thought, I thought, I thought, had that, had that got going sooner, I, I think it would have beat it. It got sh- shorter room a lot of the time. I think I know he got beat three lengths, and it's hard to say it'll turn up. But honestly, he just he got absolutely no run. So I think he, again, it's another hard luck story. It's the story of the week at Goodwood, as, as John says. Um, it, <laughs> if he had a red hot perker, um, <laughs> what he'd do to the Duke of Richmond. Three thirty-five, the King George Quatar Stakes. Um, I'm a bit sick here because I should have put this out. Um, a bit bit stupid from me. Uh, the winner Cardam. Uh, does anyone remember the King Stand? Yeah, he won without a jockey. On. Yeah, I mean it was an incredible run because he didn't just win. You see, people say, "Yeah, he's not got a jockey on you, moron." Um, but when you see that it, it obviously it ran its all fours at the start and it gave the pack ten start, ten, ten, ten start and caught them up and still got near the winner nature what nature strip. Now, so you all right? So you're saying, yeah, put the jockey on. That's like nine stone, whatever. That's true. But to give them ten, and and you know, I, I mean, this isn't about it's broke. It's it's broke on turns with them and won the race. It's get and the the tip was there, and I just I completely just yeah, I, 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 that should have been on the on the tip sheet without any of a doubt, uh, any shadow of a doubt. Uh, and the tip was there, and he did the business. Thoughts on the race, John? It just beat the cock watches, didn't it? Which was a result for everybody. Really, right from the the press room, I were probably all rooting for him. You know? Yeah, Lydia, Lydia was cheering for him, and you you said bias there, John. You told her on Twitter oh, bias. Absolute temple bias. He's one step from Coonsberg left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful, awful, awful midlop. Terrible. Right, going to Saturday, Stewards Cup. Thoughts on that, John? Dismal. My ass was never in it. I wasn't particularly interested. I was. Considering the approach shots on the seventh and eighth while it's the main run, <laughs> that kind of day Saturday I was at the football as well. But uh, watching it back, I, I think Stone of Destiny is ready to ready to to come back in. I think I think the horse is finally consenting. I, I might as well try and win <laughs> one. He's come right back into form. Out of all the big sprints you're in the course of the year, late, I find the Stewards Cup is the one that's. Probably hardest to read and least valuable to take notes from going forward. Yeah. And it, I, I don't compile stats on it, but it's just a feeling that I have over the years that taking a lot of losses out of that hasn't done me a great deal of good. I mean, coming on, coming on to that, the third horse that Davis shouted out, the Magnolia Cup winner, Dark Shot, 5050 <laughs> to 1, a bullseye, 96 to 1 on the machine. Davis gave it a shout out on the Friday show. Now, what do we think to the um, the Magnolia Cup this year? Interesting, but uh, obviously, you know, the diversity. Is a draw for the jockeys made public? I don't know. No, they, what, 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 on uh, what, Stewart's Cup? No, on the Magnolia Cup. I think it's just a flag start. Flag start. No, but, but the ballot for the jockeys, don't they? I don't, I don't know, really. I, I, yeah, I don't know how it works. But, but I mean, right... So he, he ran really well in Magnolia. I mean, like I say, he pinched the lead. 
um, under the jockey. But um, I, 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 I was right, really pissed off with the coverage because, again, like there was deep inspirational, <laughs> all, all, all the, all the, you know, I, I couldn't, I could hardly watch it. But the thing is, I mean, this has caused controversy on Twitter, and we have to bring it up because obviously you've got people that agree with this sort of thing and people don't agree with this sort of thing, which is taking the knee. And obviously not not only did the, the winning jockey take the knee, um, you know, prior to the uh, the race in the parade ring, she didn't give the, the old uh, black power salute. Now, is, 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 is that... How do we sit on that? I want to know both your thoughts on that. Chris, to you first. How do you sit on that? Absolutely gruesome, I think. I, I, I know it's virtually impossible these days to to separate sports from politics, but oh, that's horrendous. I think it's absolutely horrendous. The whole uh, BLM movement. I mean, not about taking the knee. The owners or the, the instigators of the BLM in, in the States have taken the money. They've all bought themselves massive mansions. So I think we know... What the you know what the the driver behind that particular uh, sort of protest movement is? Well, I think it's absolutely horrific. It's cringeworthy in the extreme. Really horrible to watch. I thought. When, when you describe it, there was like, I mean, obviously, it has raised awareness, you know, on, uh, towards racism. People will argue that that it's done plenty to, well, you know. But suddenly people oh, didn't know there was racism. Well, oh, blimey, didn't know there were Jim Crow laws in the states, you know, prior to. Uh, prior to um, you know the, the the civil rights movement, I think it's raised nothing. I mean, it's it's raised it's raised awareness of an issue that nobody is unaware of. I just I don't get it because I'm old, old sweating gammon. So I'm probably <laughs> absolutely ghastly. I really don't. John, your John, your views on on on, t- on taking the knee like that in the paddock? Would you reckon that would have raised some some? Uh... So, so, so some tweed, some 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 jackets, some some linen trousers, and do you think they'd all been flapping away? You know, like at the taking the knee in front of them. No, because I think a lot of them were complicit in it. Because I think it was already contrived. Um, all right. Yeah. The, the kid that won the race, um, that did the, the it was there that did the the black power thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You see the one that worked at Rafe and Ralphs. Yeah, believe so. Yeah. So. Somehow we get the best jockey because the rest of them are all come from the world of business and this one's a, a work rider on staff. She wins the race, surprise. And then we get a, a black power salute after plenty of publicity with her with a big beaming smile going into the race and all the rest of it. A lot of contrived shit should be bombed out. Yeah, it's horrific. Absolutely. I think they, they should hang their heads in shame having that nonsense on a sporting event where people go to watch sports with the families that you want to forget about politics and, and, and have a nice day out and they have that shit foisted on them. Really well, terrible. I mean, basically there, they'll, they'll put a work rider in against a more, load of mobile hairdressers. Yeah. What, what sort of fucking result did they expect? Yeah, precisely. Absolutely. Yeah, precisely. He's a cooked up rice, crooked head. Mobile <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just tweaked. Mobile yeah. hairdressers. Yeah. Oh, good God. Oh, it's crazy. Worthy and, and, and you know, as, as to what kind of additional awareness that will have raised, the answer is none, absolutely none. You know, no one's gone away from thinking, Oh, blooming hell, didn't realize there was racism. Best go and look. Uh, the, the only thought uh, people's taking away from that is, What a fucking sickness! Why are they doing shit like that? It's as it racing seems to have the like I said it the other week. I used the phrase tanning salon ideas where racing joins in like about eighteen months after after everybody does else, you know. Does yeah. it <laughs> mostly awkward trying to watch cool people operate, people like us, obviously, but then does yeah. it wrong. And I think it's like racing is always behind the pace. And when they do kind of follow initiative, it's always so crap and contrived. And you're better off just not doing it just don't bother just just spend your time and energy on, on promoting the sport uh the, the betting that funds that sport and do what you you're meant to be good at but instead it tries to sort of you know diversify with this sort of thing pop concerts and all other elements of nonsense when in fact they've got a, should have a good core product focus on that it's good enough you don't need to have, have all the bells and whistles indeed I'm I'm pretty pretty much in agreement with with Barry. Us three uh, racists now as we uh, go on to to the next session. (laughs) Just yeah, I want to mention about um, uh, a couple of news items for Jimmy Jimmy Lindley. John, 
I don't know if you're aware, Sergeant Wilson has lost Lionel. <laughs> and and you you said you said you 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 actually said that that was terrible placing at the Curra. Do Normandy stood? Listen to the show, John. Well, he's open, huh? Sergeant Wilson was asked about Lionel on Twitter, and he came back to someone and said, uh, "It's it's left the stable. It's had a trainer upgrade." Got the John Lane, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so Lionel is. I don't know where it's gone. Don't ask me. I don't actually know. That's all I know that Menuzier has said. Um, I wonder where Bob Pat is going. Yeah, uh, uh, Lionel said hello somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be an Aiden hurdle you watch. Yeah. Um, you can't be happy about that, can they? Yeah. No. And what about this? What? And what? And then the second piece of news is what? What about that disgrace? Uh, Nick Luck, who brilliant broadcaster, love the fellow, but he's a disgrace. Breaking news: Desert Crown John, after you had, had supplied our listeners. With the absolute first-hand information uh, on the sermon, uh, it was an exclusive, and literally five days later, the and man comes out and says look. breaking news. Scoop look. I mean, that's just disgraceful. Look, it's if you're listening to this, this is why we, yeah, this is why we have journalists listening to this pod and following this show. They get their exclusive off, off us. We don't need we don't need breaking off you five days later. Disgrace of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on Twitter, like fucking five hours after the event, going breaking news, you know, whatever, well, the pieces. And uh, Chris Paul is was uh, always picking up on him when, when he was uh, had a Twitter account, Cornelius Lysick, because he was always miles behind everybody else. Uh, you, you, have, you have to get up earlier than that, Nick. Look, um, you know, stick to luck on Sunday, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> leave us to get, get the juicy bits, anyway. Richard, just just to mention Richard Gibbons, um, he was the man that taught me about British summertime and Greenwich Mean Time, uh, and I never knew. And and Richard Gibbons, I have to thank for that. Um, lovely fella. And he says, not a Jimmy Lindley, but a very positive run, I thought, from Positive. <laughs> there we go. Positive that ran at Goodwood on Friday. Adele said he had a big belly in the paddock. Um, off for two years, poorly drawn out wide, and ran on well in the circumstances. Next time, he says... So that's one for listeners maybe to have a, have a, have a view of. I've got a Jimmy Lindley job, uh, which is, uh, it ran today at Chester, uh, where another disgrace of a track in terms of ground. Um, they gave that out as good to soft, soft in places today. It was the lowest going stick since September 2017. Um, times were seven and eight seconds slow for six and seven furlong races. They're an absolute disgrace. Uh, to give good to soft for that, they've given heavy. At, they've given heavy at six. So how can it be good to soft at six point four? Morons, run by morons. Um, and this is what we call them out for. Anyway, have secret running the nursery for the scaffolder. Basically, this horse is by Havana Gold. Um, this is a horse that, well, sorry, a sire that that does not get soft ground performers. Terrible on soft and heavy and all that that baloney. Um, Ran a blinder to finish second. It come from miles off the pace. It's bred to get a mile, etc. Honestly, this is really progressive. I like it physically. Have secret will be winning plenty of races before the end of the season if they if they choose to continue. Or next year, maybe as a three year old, he's it's definitely one for your uh, for your notebooks. This one, I know, I know, it's not going to be much of a price if they run it again. I, I get all that, but it doesn't matter. I, I, I'm telling you, it's well ahead of its mark, and and it might be better also on better ground. So. There we go. Have a secret. John, have you any Jimmy Lindley? Not this week, no. So I've I've carried I've carried us this week. I've carried us. Um <laughs> anyway, on to my Goodwood experience this week. Quick story time. Uh, what do you think to this for a disgrace, John? Right? So badges at Goodwood this week that I paid, I went to Sussex Roof Garden. Uh, on the website it said you got access to the Ridge- Richmond enclosure. And on the I went Tuesday and Wednesday, £215 a badge. It's, I got access to the Richmond enclosure on the Tuesday. On the Wednesday, I went. I went to go and buy a Panama, uh, Panama hat, you know. Darling, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so I get. I get <coughs> to this sort of Richmond enclosure bit where the. I mean, can you believe that they put the hats hats in the in the Richmond enclosure? Um, so I, I mean, I wouldn't think any of the plebs would want a Panama hat. <laughs> Unless they were going to shit in one. <laughs> 
so, so anyway, so I gets to the gets to the thing. Uh, the security guards, um, or the, the security, uh, no, no can do, no, no can pass. Thou shall not pass. Um, I, I said, why? I said, I, I came in yesterday. Oh well, uh, different rules today. I said, what do you mean different rules? Uh, well, that's what we've been told today. No, 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 coming through this point on with Sussex card and badges. Ah, oh, £215 a badge, and you, you can't get in the Richmond enclosure. Right, that's fair, fair play. I said, okay, then. Well, I, said, I, want, I, I want to buy a Panama anyway. I don't think they believe me, but I said, I want to buy a Panama. So, so a security guard accompanied me to the Panama hat shop, right? Watch me try hats on, right? Waited an, an hour or a while trying to get the right size. They replaced the security guard with a replacement to, watch, to still watch me. Right then, when I bought the Panama, escorted me out of the Richmond enclosure back, back, back to the other enclosure. That's absolutely appalling. I mean, two hundred uh, pound the ticket down there. I'd want to fuck the cleaner at Arundel. Yeah. It's so, a fucking good cleaner. Yeah. Only <laughs> smile from 150 notes, mate. Honestly, yeah. not a smile. So anyway, look, Goodwood. I love it. It's my it's my favourite track. But I mean, come on, it, it it's it, it, it's it, that's just taking the piss, Goodwood. You know, you're having a laugh. Uh, I'm going to promote you in a minute just to bring some balance. But that is absolutely disgraceful, and you should be ashamed. Especially when attendances weren't were down this year on the first two days you compared to the panic, can't you? You know, I'll be on the walkie talkie saying, Look, we're an undesirable here trying to buy a Panama. What do you think we should do? Oh, well, we're we'll going to get one, but keep an eye on the situation. You know, it's not like you're trying to jib in for nothing, you know, that like you haven't got a badge. You've got a badge where you've paid, as you say, 250 quid, where pre- well, the previous day you could get in the enclosure. I mean, that's just terrible, isn't it? That's that's. That has no, that's showing no emotional intelligence on behalf of the track and the security staff. You know, no, no but but not, to, to actually watch you, what watch you trying on hats? I mean, what is that? <laughs> I, I mean, it's just that's just voyeurism beyond you know that. I mean, you know, I, I felt like just like clothing off and just having the hat on and saying, "Is this what you want? Is this what you want to see?" A big fat butter bean Yorkshireman. Yeah. In a panel You weren't going to buy one of them Chester Festival thongs, isn't it? <laughs> like that, you know? that would be horrific. <laughs> anyway, so Goodwood gets an own goal there. Um, he does get it back, though, because we're going to look now on to value in racing. And yeah. uh, I was uh, posed the question last week by a good listener of the show, Graham North, a good sectional time man. Uh, done a bit of work for Time Form and he writes for Sporting Life and stuff. And he, and he wanted to mention about go racing in Yorkshire, the, the badge you can buy, um, you know, so basically go racing in Yorkshire, does what it says on the tin. We're not daft in Yorkshire, you know. And he said, he, he said, basically, why don't they seem to market it a lot better than what they do? And I agree because me and the producer, well, the producer, have gone through a lot of the packages that different tracks offer, memberships and things like that. Go racing in Yorkshire, um, is amazing value. It's three hundred and eighty pounds for the for the season, and it's possible to attend one hundred and seventy four meetings in that year. So that's incredible value. I mean, anyone work that out? I mean, it's two pound what? Two pound fifty includes York. Uh, you know, all all the all the all the Yorkshire track nine nine Yorkshire tracks, um, and it's it's it really is amazing value. You know, it's, it's hard to hard to top. Um, so the producers, we, we're going to do a document for the Barstures website and, and put it on there with all the, the offers that the tracks do. And we just picked out a, a, two or three value things. Goodwood, um, it's tremendous value. There's 394 quid um, and £175 joining fee for 19 fixtures, which includes Glorious Goodwood in the Richmond enclosure. You get access to different bars, uh, members' bars, things like that. That's really great value if you think about it. Um, a good, good one membership. Cheltenham, uh, full membership including festival is four hundred and fifty quid. That's good value. Sixteen fixtures. Um, again, if you're a, if you're a twig hopping fan, um, and York isn't bad either at three hundred and sixty pounds. That's for twenty pounds. Uh, sorry, that's for twenty days 
uh, racing includes all the York meetings, the, the Evo. Is you get the Nunthorpe. Yeah, I think they might be Nunthorpe Suite, race card and car park, discounts for restaurants. You should take everyone should check this out because obviously we're trying to promote racing and people going back racing. People should check out memberships. Worst value would be Ascot. 840 notes for Ascot. 180, oh. 180 quid joining fee on top of that. Oh. And you only get... And listen to this, John. You only get two days of Royal Ascot. Only two. Oh, oh Ascot. Dirty Ascot. Um, that's terrible. An air, 467 quid and a £200 joining fee for 32 fixtures. Well, half of them are in the middle of winter. I mean, nobody wants to go there, do they, in the middle of winter? Watching the fixtures when there is hurdles. Fuck that. Yeah, half of them get abandoned. Um, so so it's, it's, it's a terrible value. Air and Ascot we picked out as the worst, but watch out for that document when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd point that out. So, Graham North, you are correct. Why don't they bang on about the value with Go Racing in Yorkshire season ticket at that, at that price? It's just an absolute gimmick. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, independent tracks seem to be better value in terms of facilities versus cost. Um, that seems to work out. In other words, the worst value tracks seem to be, as a rule, jockey club and art courses. Well, that says it all, doesn't it? There's a you know, that's... Thing there, isn't there? There is. There is. It's been bastards. Yeah. The, the bigger bastard you are, the worse value you get. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's so true. Right, on to the next topic. Um, Savile. He's popped up again. Not Jimmy. Um, Peter. Peter's popped cool. up. And he and he says about restructuring racing. Um and I've I've listened I've listened to the Nick Luck podcast, um, you know, for my second hand information. And um <laughs> and, Nick Luck. Yeah. <laughs> About, yeah, I'm going to give this an exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've listened to the Nick Look podcast, and on was Jim, Jimmy uh, Peter Savile. But he, he was <laughs> producers laughing now. Um, so, 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 yeah, he was on, and he was how to restructure racing. Now, I find it interesting that that his point of view is John. And I, I, I really need you to you two to come in here to give me your opinions. Is that he, he re- wants to restructure racing by uh, group racing cut down. Uh, well, it, well, no more conditions racing midweek, or, or you know the ones that they use preps for 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 big meetings. Let's just have uh, a lower amount of top class races, so they all run in them at the weekends, and then lower class racing uh, throughout the week where they can fill them all anyway. Thoughts on that? Well, I think you've got to ask first anyway, because if you have the dross running on a Saturday. The- the stag people will still go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's proven because, I mean, they, they've been putting, I've never known not to 55s on a Saturday. Because when I were running horses, like a lot of them, most of mine were crap. Well, you were shooting to Saturday horses, didn't we? Yeah, I could never run on a Saturday. I always looked to run on a Saturday because I'd like to go to odd card on a Saturday, you know, like, like but I could never run because everything, the minimum rated it seemed to be on most Saturday cards back in the day where you've got to be a 70 or so like minimum kind of is grossly overrated in my opinion yeah um, I think a lot of his ideas when he was at the BHC were absolute bam pot anyway um, a lot of people look back on his time there was ro- very very heavily rose tinted I, I wouldn't give him house room to be honest yeah he, he was chairing the BHC while he was teeing horses up for gambles and Yagging punters pants down, he can fuck off as far as I'm concerned. Brother was a twat as well. That's spot on. That's actually spot on. Leg spot on. Chris, what did you think? Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I do think that, that people have a kind of a, a roomy eyed nostalgia for, for his particular tenure as head. And, and I, I can't recollect anything that was particularly significant he did there, but he's got quite a big personality you know he's he, he kind of handles the media well but i think his performance and achievements don't really reflect that um i think it's time you know you want fresh ideas not wheeling out the same old people again i mean it's just nonsense we're digging so fucking admiral rouse up next yeah exactly right <laughs> right yeah. they want to go back in time don't they it's, you know you, you yeah. want to have a joke and westminster's got a few good ideas you <laughs> <laughs> what about Charlie Smirk? What's he doing these days? 
that's exactly right. I'll go and fix it. Well, let's get him and see what he thinks. And, you know, Fred Archer. I mean, let, let's... Prince Mamalolo, give me his answer. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, it's us about face and, you know, it's the wrong kind of people, I think. But, but I, I don't think he had a great record of achievement. Could be wrong, but I don't remember anything he did was particularly stuff. No. Prince Bonalulu would have would have had a brilliant 0898 line in the, in the 90s, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as for Savile, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with John. I, I, I think he's I think he's a false prophet. I think I think I, I'm one of these. I, I always think there's something sinister behind things. This is like a line from Art Racing. Uh, yeah, let's have loads of shit racing in the week. That's what they want. <laughs> Um, so they can, you know, they can just put on as many naught to sixties and naught to fifty fives as they want, and and have the best racing on on on, on a Saturday. Um, uh, is this the choice we're facing for the shelter of the year? You can have Julie Arrington or Peter Savile. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what do you want? Diphtheria or cholera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the BHA, probably, you know, will probably welcome him with open arms for ideas, and we'll probably yeah. give him a nice dinner, Johnny Mayfair, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and and and, the, and that'll be it. And they'll, they'll probably just go on his recommendations. Um, the absolute shower of an organisation. Um, yeah. Did they listen to this pod? Do you think the BHA? I'm I not so sure. I think it's probably stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so anyway, that's that's what we think of Savile. Um, yeah, bull, bullshit, basically. Um, we go on to the Racing League and Shergar Cup. Ah. <laughs> it's all happening this week. All, all the things that everyone wants, and we're all like cheerleading well, well, for these things. He's taking his job in the fucking wheelbarrow, aren't he? <laughs> yeah, they've got Mick Quinn as one of the team leaders. Um, yeah, for six tins of Calvin in the park, right? <laughs> they ran no. out of money, didn't they? It, no. it, that's like one of the. It's like one of them Indian Premier League signings for, for cricket. You know, it's like we've just we've just signed Butler and some other brilliant South African and Australian, and and then next signing happens to be local <laughs> local, oh, yeah, numbers, uh, local uh, club uh, number seven. Uh, we've got a rising star in the ladies' game. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway. The, there's a tweet from John Dance, and he said, "So team sponsors have been dropped, and so none of this talk sport and all this, this what we had Ramel last year." And he said, "So where is where is the money coming from, like for this? You know, like basically this is it dirty money? There's no explanation of where this money is, and and what who is it? What sponsor is it? It's not sponsored. Um, so where what is this money? John Dance says, pre-COVID, we were approached to sponsor." If successful, the sponsorship take would have been more than the collective prize money. Given its problems, racing doesn't need more third parties taking out, and hence a main reason I object to it. That, and it's also shite. Surprisingly, I've got a time for John Dance. Yeah. Yeah. Smart guy. But but does it tell you something? They haven't got a sponsor. What does that tell you? You I know. That's the important bit. You know, there's no one finds the package sufficiently attractive to put their name to it. I mean, the first, uh, yeah, was, the first uh, plans were they wanted ITV. They wanted IT, an ITV, aren't interested. So, no. exactly. What, what does that tell you? And always, oh, yeah, give it a chance. It's good. Anybody who's got even the, the most cursory understanding of racing has consistently said it's a shit idea. It's a completely shit idea. And the sponsors, if they thought, there was half a chance against brand awareness or so. They'd be all over it, but they're not because it is a shit idea. Yeah. The, some trainers, Louis Chua loves it. Now he can get in. He's sending the yeah. racing purse. Yes, welcome it now. Yes, for the, for the extra prize money. I suppose for owners, like some owners will say, yeah, look, it gives them a chance to win a, f- a few more quid. I get it. But again, racing is not a team sport. It, it never will be a team sport. They should have learned that from Shergar Cup. No one's interested in the Shergar Cup whatsoever. Um, it, it's that bad. Okay. Um, it's it, it's and I don't understand them. I, then we we don't understand them for years. We don't know what they, nobody knows what they're doing there. So I expect I'm hoping that this will be the last stupid year of it, and we'll see this strange money disappear that keeps appearing, that no one knows where it's coming from. No, no one can account for it where it's actually coming from, which I find very very strange. But um, to go another three years because he's buying a timeshare. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Interesting that Christian White that lost his uh, Betfair account uh, due to affordability checks and things like that and, and whatever checks they want from you and data and everything else they want from you. Um, he posted a tweet that I thought was quite quite damning. He says, things don't seem to be going well at Flutter PLC. News this morning of massive job cuts, followed by allegations of paying clients to sign non-disclosure agreements due to data breaches. I wonder how long they sell Betfair Exchange and all its skeletons. That's an interesting tweet, don't we think? Hmm. What kind of data breaches do you think it is? I mean, what, 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 what? Well, it, well, basically, you, you, you're requesting personal data, and uh, the, the, as I said, no one, no one actually knows, like, what they're doing with it. That's the thing, you know. You know, who's it going to? You, know, it's going see, to a well, third party. You can see, I mean, like a hot topic in the little world of litigation, data breaches. You can see. You can see some some lawyers looking at this and thinking, I wonder if we can sort of get a group action together because that's a hot topic. So I was just intrigued by, you know, what what what, what might be behind that. Um, but as you say, you don't know, do you, what they do with it? No, it's uh, it's certainly. Uh, I, I think it's, it's an interesting tweet. I mean, obviously Christian Macbeth, he'll he'll be a little bit bitter about his bet fair naturally, but sure. I just think that's a, you know, that's a that's a litigious tweet in its own right. Yeah towards flutter and he tagged flutter as well by the way right that's that's that is that is very that's a risky tweet to do if you can't back that up chris am i right yeah i mean yeah absolutely i mean you know it, it, it is a it is a trick is it is a what's that is it dangerous but it, but it's certainly high risk but but he's a smart guy so you would think he would have some fairly solid evidence information yeah, that is the case. But you can see, you know, I would I would reckon there would be you can anticipate a group action if that's the case, because, you know, that's a hot topic in, 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 in litigation. You know, data breaches are flavor of the month. You can see someone lining that up if, you know, if there is evidence that, that you know, data has been sold on or disclosed without the owner's consent or whatever. Yeah, and like, like, like I've said on past shows, if you've got any data and evidence of chats with Betfair and you've sent them data and you've, right, please keep all that correspondence. I keep urging listeners to do this because this could be important uh, because I've got a feeling down the line um, this could re- this could be quite rewarding uh, for punters that have been subjected to this. So please yeah. keep... All correspondence that you've had, make sure it's it's it's, it's photocopied. It's you've got a digital copy because you might you might get rewarded down the line for this. Because I know for a fact that what they're doing is not one hundred percent kosher. It, it's there's definitely something that that doesn't doesn't sit right here. I, and I, obviously, I think that's right. And you know, pretty much every organisation doesn't handle data properly. But I suppose lawyers take a view and say, right, you know, have they got the money to pay damages? Yes. What, what would those damages be? Can we get enough punters together to make it a viable group action? Almost certainly, because, you know, there is a big community of punters on social media. I, You know what? I, I think if, if there are any lawyers listening that want to make a few quid uh, or litigators rather than just lawyers, I, I think that's something well worth exploring. You know, yeah. got an opponent with deep pockets. And that's always the trick. It's no good suing someone who's got nothing, like me. Um, but uh, <laughs> any litigators listening, I reckon that's something, something worth exploring. And it would be very easy to get punters together on that one, you know, it, it, because there is a quite a strong community on social media. I, I reckon you could sign them up rapido. I really do. If, if there's a if there's a case there, anyway. Yeah, ambulance chase the lawyers. Anyone listening? Uh, this this is what you need to get your snouts in the trough with. Yeah. This is, I, I, this is, I that. Yeah, I, I think, and I think, I think that it's very viable. I, I've seen worse group actions for data breaches, so you know, I, I think there's still a market for that. So yeah, definitely get onto it. Good stuff. And to finish the show, then, chaps. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, well, Joe tweet having to pack up pack up training uh, yeah. can't make it pay. That was quite a shock, which shows the state of the game that it's in. Um, it really is in distress, uh, which is very sad. Joe tweet. Joe tweet can train. Uh, Melrose winner, did he, John, I think, recently? Uh, well, was it a Melrose winner? Uh, Eber winner. Eber, yeah, sorry, got it, wrong race. Right trip, right trip, wrong race. Uh, right track, even. Um, that's my dementia. Uh, but Joe Tweet um, having an Ebo winner, um, <laughs> even doing him out of that. Um, and, and he's packed in, uh, can't, can't, can't make it pay. 
So that, that's a bad sign um, for racing, as we know. And uh, just to mention for all that race goes, Carlisle, Carlisle on the 9th of August. It's steak night. It's steak night. This is Twitter night. They should get Blogger up there with his selfie stick and steaks and and, and, and all your winning slips. Post them online with a boom and some and some dollar bags. You know how you've won fortunes and 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 a picture of this massive fillet and cut it in half and just show show how well you know that, that it is red. It's it's not pink. It's not it's not well done. It, it, it it's rare and and do that and say rate my steak. What do you think, John? Great. Just terrible images and blogger posting a picture of his massive fillet. Oh. <laughs> Good God! Yeah. Uh, the last feature, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> God, it's just straight to the bottom of the barrel, aren't they? Christ. Yeah, we, we just we just it's terrible. We've ended it on a very bad light, and um, we've covered some serious topics, and we've and we've descended to this. But anyway, that's that's end of us now. Uh, the Apple Clean license is gone. It's gone. It's finished. Done. It, we will have complaints <laughs> below. We've had oysters. We've had bloggers fill it. We've had, we've had, it's just we, what can we do? Um, about everything. It's appalling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so right, anyway, we'll be back on Friday to tip some more losers. Uh, we're doing well on that score. Um, but don't forget to check us out again next Sunday. Me, John, and Chris with more uh, racing topics and issues, and obviously. Uh, the Racing League will have got underway by then. That's all from us. Bye for now.